Manny? Uh, where's Manny? Oh, hey, Manny. Hey. Oh, hey, what's going on, Jamie? Manny, what what the hell, man? Jamie, what's going on? Oh, what, what's up? Oh, where, where, where's Woundy? We cut Oundi. You, you taught him. Yeah, yeah, we, we cut him. Why? Did you see him play I, at all? I'm on the mic during the day, Manny. I don't see everything that happens. Well, Jamie, he wasn't he wasn't good at all. Manny, you, you, you can't do this to me. I sent my neck out for you fucks. Look, these things happen, man. Sometimes you just have to do what the team orders you to do. I was part of the meeting. We made the decision to ask you to praise him. I know how it can come off on Twitter. I know what happened to you. Yo, fuck Twitter, Manny. Jamie, what what's your problem? I'm going to die because of you. You're going to die. I believed you. Believed me? I put everything on a woundy. I even paid his wages. Wait, you were paying his wages? Jamie, yeah. you're not making yeah, any Manny. sense. Yeah, Manny, if that is your real name. McGuire wanted to put that kid back on the plane the second he saw him play. I vouched for him, saying that I'd pay his wages in exchange for his next transfer fee. I took some sketchy loans, and now they're... They're, they're showing up at my house, man. They even got this Mark guy tweeting at me. Jamie, uh, please tell me you're joking about all of this. I trusted you, Manny. I trusted you. I trusted Ian Fuller. And now the shot me. Jamie, Jamie, it's going to be okay. Adrian is still here. He's not going anywhere. Uh, how does that help me? The three-year plan, Jamie. If you trusted us, you bet on the three-year plan, didn't you? Yeah. Well, that bet's going to pay out big, Jamie. Real big. We've still got Sam Cronin. There's no way that we lose. <coughs> Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Notch. And I'm Colin. This week, you might not want to have kids in the room because we get a bit risque. see that uh portland timbers owner i mean owner operator sorry 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 to any other omls owner operators i've just offended uh portland timbers owner operator Merritt paulson has chosen to delete his twitter or at least he's gonna stop going on twitter i don't know if he's gonna delete his account i mean he finally finally took my advice to delete your account did you tweet that at him every single time he tweets ah okay Granted, you can't find any of those anymore because he's deleted all of those tweets. But oh, wait, he has tweets that he doesn't delete. No, I'm saying like he's deleted all of the tweets that I've tweeted at him saying delete your account. Right. Like I just it, I just thought everything that comes out of his Twitter was just delete worthy. So yeah, you know, like I mean. really all of my timeline is just these weird at Merritt Paulson delete your account. And there's like no reference anymore because he tried to scrub it. Yeah, so he, the internet always remembers. The internet always remembers. He's decided to stop make a, making a spectacle of himself on social media. Wish some other executives would uh, would take that hint in people in executive positions. Um, but anyway, uh, the, I want to ask you guys: What have you decided that you really need to get away from this, but you just couldn't stop coming back? Because Mayor Paulson apparently said, like, you know. I said, told myself at the beginning of this year that I was going to leave and I'm not going to do it. But you know he's going to come back. Like, we all know he's going to come back. So what have you tried to quit that you couldn't stop coming back from? We're going back to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Miss United home games. There's just, <laughs> no. I leave despondent. It's never... No, I'm kidding. I, I love it there. Just, I was just joked. I'm probably eating out too much. Real answer. Eating out who too much? My dad listens to this, you asshole. <laughs> at restaurants. Eating food at restaurants. God damn it. I was just going to say, like, I didn't realize this was a public thing for you, but okay, whatever, man. Um, I regret, I'm, I'm going to stop coming to this podcast. This is bullshit. Damn it, you just stole mine. I knew it was my turn, and you just stepped all over the thing that I was going to say I'm giving up. I should just go Thanks, Caleb. third layer of meta and then just be like, yeah, uh, asking questions without giving you guys some warning of what I'm going to ask you. <laughs> yeah, because seriously, the only things that we come up with are terrible. 
terrible <laughs> things. God damn it. Uh, I think I think Reddit is my uh thing that I oh, should probably cord, man. You know, actually yeah. that is something Rip that, that I did and it made my life so much better. Rip yeah. that band-aid. I, I genuinely do tend to learn. Somebody, somebody got a message, I think, by the way, that they should look at and check. <laughs> but I, uh, I had to, uh, I had to, I mean, I don't know. I learned a lot of like actually interesting info from there. And it's a lot, a lot of like soccer news hits Reddit before it goes other places. It's a good place for gold gifs. It's a great place to find some streams. I mean, I, I don't know. It's got uses. It's also just a hateful, well, bigoted place that makes me weep for humanity on a daily basis. You know where else you can get all of that? Yes. Twitter. And it doesn't have Merit Paulson anymore. Bonus. All right. Well, with that, it's time for us to move into our first segment of this show. United Passions. Our sport has a bright future ahead. In United Passions, we talk about the United. We're most passionate about Minnesota United FC, who this week finally announced that forward Madison, is it FC or SC? FC. 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 Because uh, that's, they spent that summer abroad. No, no, no. The, the forward no, Madison Flamengo Club. Oh, well, they had that in their Lodo descriptor or explainer where they pointed FC. So I spent one year abroad in. In, in England. Yeah. Football club. It yeah, was pretty brilliant. Is. It was really funny. Yeah. So uh, they are now our USL affiliate. It's official. They're also apparently signing a bunch of Miami FC2 people, including their head coach, Daryl Shore, who was on their staff. Also, Don Sparks. Hey, 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 also, hey. Jeff Michaud. Is this a Flamingo Passions segment or is it a United Passions I mean, segment? Let's start playing well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You're ready to jump yeah, ship I'm right ready now. to jump ship. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, seriously. Some How guy, far away is Madison? Like, four hours? It's four hours and, like, four and a half hours. Some yeah. guy on uh, Reddit posted the Minnesota United logo in Ford Madison colors with the loon just loon's head changed into like a flamingo beak from their logo and it, it's the most hideous yes. awful thing i've ever seen i want that tattooed on my body now <laughs> oh, well anyway it's good for us to have a usl affiliate because it means now that guys who are just hanging on our roster and have no need to be there can now be sent off to a team nearby that maybe we can uh like well i can give them game time and yeah. experience yeah. and minutes and it's almost like we could have used that last year. One the year before shh, that. Shh, shh, shut up. Your plan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so th- there was also news, though, from uh, Dr. Bill McGuire, who interviewed <clears throat> with uh, Andy Greeter at the Pioneer Press, that uh, in some point in the future, we might actually have our own two-team housed up at Blaine. Yeah, that, that's been floating around for... Pretty much the entire time that Minnesota United has been in MLS. I mean, that'd be good. W- would you prefer that to Forward Madison, or do you prefer an independent affiliate? Prefer an independent affiliate. Really? Yeah. Why, Why is that? Honestly, just it's more exciting to have another different, a different team with different logo to cheer for, and it's also it also brings that Wisconsin market into Minnesota fan base instead of the Chicago fan base. I would say from a development perspective, it's better to keep everything in-house, make sure that you're teaching players the same system. Um, just look at New York Red Bulls, too. I mean, yeah, it makes more sense to have it up here, but it's more fun to have it in Madison. Be able- okay, yeah. fine. Oh, it's, I, it's, I, it's more fun. Part of the flock. Yeah, it's more fun to have flamingos around. Yeah, but absolutely. You know what else is more fun? Getting to a conference final with a bunch of players that you developed at your USL team. That'll never happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's kind of shitty for the league that that team plays in if it's a two-team because it's you know competition is not their primary objective is development. But I do think that from a standpoint of Minnesota United FC, like the primary squad, that's the better option. Uh, so I, I mean, it, kind of agree with both of you. So yeah, anyway, it's not like Red Bulls two weren't really really good. It's true. It's true. Well, anyway, no no moves made by our our favorite United in the half day trade window uh, that opened up after the MLS Cup. So nothing cool. to report there. And exposed corruption at the White House. No, exposed in the expansion draft are Minnesota United players Carter Manley, uh, Eric Miller, and Wyatt Omsberg, and Sam Cronin. Don't forget Sam Cronin, who somehow is neither 
on the roster nor off the roster. Schrodinger's Cronin. Anybody. Episode title. <laughs> there it is. All right, I'm gonna write this down. I usually you guys say like episode title somewhere in the episode, and then I forget, and then uh, it's can't can't really put it on. This time I'm gonna write it down. So uh, okay, all right. So any any thoughts on these exposed players? I mean, at, at first I was mad that they were exposed, just because they seem like players that can help us in the future. But also at the same time, it's smart you, to you, leave those players on exposed because if you're at Cincinnati, you did a draft a defender from the worst defense the past few years in MLS, you're not starting out correctly as an expansion team. You're not a defender from us. They want attackers or winners. You had what I've started calling Minnesota United Twitteritis, which is basically the team did something. You started looking for ways to be mad about it. Well, I was like, are we leaving these guys? Oh, wait, it's fine because they're not going to draft it anyway. Yeah. You know, it was like that. Yeah. I mean, Michael Boxel would probably be drafted instead he, he, of most likely, yeah, Wyatt Amsberg. You yeah. know, if if you would want to lose Michael Boxel, fine, leave him unprotected. And there are plenty of players that are unprotected in the by other MLS teams that are better quality and better in different positions that Cincinnati can fill easily. Hell, there's players in Wyatt Amsberg, Carter Manley, and Eric Miller's positions. Yeah, that would probably get drafted in front of. Them. Well, yeah. and White Armsburg, like someone was like, yeah, but he's a young kid. Like Bobby Warshaw posted, like he's got a lot of potential, blah, blah, blah. I was like, why wouldn't they just use their expansion draft on somebody who's got more talent? Yeah. And then use their super use- draft pick. Yeah, they have the first exactly. pick. They don't want to yeah. use their expansion draft on potential. They want to use on proven squad players that can jump in their team right, match the 18 right away. Yeah. The yeah. expansion draft is all about either getting veteran talent that will supplement your roster or assets that will help develop your roster. Wyatt Amsberg is neither of those. Exposed He's, assets. You're just very, very sexual today, aren't you? I'm just surprised <laughs> that none of these have been dick jokes. Like, the furthest that you've gone is an ass joke. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed uh, and also a little proud. <laughs> <laughs> He's growing up in front of our very eyes. <laughs> I can finally... Finally reached that top step, which is our next segment. But the cream rise to the top, oh yeah. That's so sexual, oh my god. You just uh, noticed that? No. Yeah, come on, man. In the it, top step. It just step, came naturally, I'm sorry. In the top step, we cover the latest news from America's Division One Soccer League, MLS, and NWSL. This week, a bunch of NWSL players finished their coaching badges. Yeah, uh, 24 players got the opportunity to do their C licenses. Uh, USSF put on a program with NWSL, and I believe the Utah Royals were the hosts for it. So, really cool. Super cool. Well, that's all for this segment. Nothing else happened in American soccer. A a trophy. Yeah. Mm, A trophy was given out. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, to somebody <sighs> somebody won things. Rip the bandaid off notch. There were like seventy three thousand people that that saw it. I can't deny it anymore. You watched it at Blackheart. Fine. I watched it with you. I was doing drugs with my family and petting dogs. Okay. I made the right choice, guys. You really did. (laughs) All right. So it was MLS Cup weekend. Bunch of stuff happened. Atlanta scored two goals. Big whoop de whoop. Portland lost. Who cares? Atlanta does. Yeah. And also, MLS it's Twitter. not like they had MLS a parade, okay? Uh, yeah, they they did. What? Yeah, today. Who cares about soccer in this country? Nobody. They shouldn't be having parades in Atlanta, dude. You have a podcast about soccer in this country. So, uh, oh man, we have. Have you even been putting this out? <laughs> this is for your sick, sick fantasy of being a popular soccer person. I just person. like spending time with you guys. <laughs> I just like spending time with you guys. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> this game, it was, you know, if, if you like Atlanta, that's your kind of thing. I mean, you're going to hell, but this was a fun <laughs> game. If you like Atlanta and you're going to hell, this was the game for you. I mean, uh, it, this was exactly what everybody expected this game to be. It, it was low possession for both teams for the first 35 minutes, and then all of a sudden Atlanta scores. Well, they, I mean, they were hammering away at Portland. Portland 
did have a pretty hard time of it, and we all saw it coming in slow motion. They were Atlanta was going to get the better of Portland. There was like a glimmer of hope that Portland could uh, get an equalizer, uh, and then Atlanta smashed the door shot with a second goal. And Joseph Martinez, it's that boy. It's him again. You know, whatever Cal said that one time. <laughs> it's always him. Yes, it really fucking is, isn't it? <laughs> it's him 35 times a year. Also, what's up with his eyebrow? Like, what did you try to do there? I'm pretty sure he put five stripes into his eyebrow. Fuck. Uh, Why did you have to give it a good explanation? I thought I'm was... not saying it's a good explanation. Good implies that it's like there's some goodness there. I thought it was from that one time you almost got burned alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, anyway. If only. There's a nice picture with him and all his trophies. First player to ever get the All-Star uh player award in or the MVP award in the All-Star game, the league and the uh, playoffs, so good for him. Good for that fucking guy. Um, it, Martinez was on side for that goal for multiple bad defending reasons by Portland. Sure, okay. Like, that was some garbage defending by Mabiala. Babasi did not do himself well on that touch. Ridgewell, I think, deflected it into Martinez, playing him officially onside anyway. And let's be honest, Babasi looked like a raw kid oh, yeah, he, in this game. He's he, he is, yeah, but he he's. I mean, he's kind of had this kind of aura around in the last few games. You heard a lot of Minnesota player uh, fans being like, "I would prefer a Babasi over Dunlady," and. Folks coming in, including Bruce McGuire, and being like, yo, chill. It's going to take a couple of years. And Abbasi kind of showing, you know, when he's put under a lot of pressure, that final touch wasn't doing the job this game. He just he, he was just a little too late on passes. He was just a little too late getting to places he needed to be to, to, to get a good pass from his teammates. Yeah, people forget. he's This is second year in the MLS. So he hasn't had a full year starting consistently yet in MLS. And, I mean, I don't blame him at all for didn't letting the pressure get to him. He's, what, yeah. 21? And he looked pissed when he was taken off, which is, I mean, exactly how you want a kid that oh, young yeah, to feel. Precisely. If, so, if, if I was Gio, just after the game, set him aside, or a couple of days after the game, whatever, takes the wounds to heal. Like, no, I thought to come out off the pitch during the game. Take that, use in the offseason, come back next year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tata is waving Tata, and he's uh, out of there to uh, Mexico. I do really love the fact that his parting shot was to take Joseph Martinez off at the 75th minute and Miguel Almiron at the 89th minute. Like, yeah. just just imagine being in a situation where you're in a cup final <laughs> that could theoretically go to extra time and you have the balls to take off Joseph Martinez and Miguel Almiron. Yeah, that was that was a, a, a BDE move, as someone's put in the notes. <laughs> you know what that stands for, Notch? I do, because it's from Formula One. No, it, it's not uh, that one. Don't tell him. He'll what? learn. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. All right. Uh, anyway, fine. Uh, one of those Caleb's dad don't Google this moments. That's fine. Yeah, pretty much. All right. But also, looking forward to next year and beyond... Do you think he's in a better place for next season than going forward? Uh, Giovanni Santos. Uh, Giovanni Santos. Giovanni Santos. Giovanni Dos Santos is in a terrible <laughs> position. Giovanni Savarisi and Portland or whoever coaches comes in, coaches Atlanta and the five stripes. Who do you think is in a better sp- space here going forward? Atlanta losing their coach, probably losing some of their star players. Portland. Gio's there. His first season they made the MLS Cup final. He's building on that. Going forward with a younder core. Well, I mean, the younger striker, at least. Let's and be honest. Atlanta's going to splash the cash. We've already heard from Pitti Martinez that he's probably going to show up. It's not going to be um, Schiletto, who they were trying to get, because Schiletto's the Boca coach. Pitti Martinez is from River Plate. He came out today and he said he really doesn't like Schiletto. So, or no, he didn't say it, but uh, journalists reported it. And so you're probably not going to see those two guys together. But even someone like Sam Pauli coming in is probably going to overpower. MLS is coaching. Okay, first off, where are you hearing some Pauli? Everywhere. Like that's those they're the two guys who went who Atlanta United traveled to South America to talk to, Baro Skeleto and Sampauli. 
why aren't you talking about the guy that was actually in Atlanta for the game? Alan Pardew? Alan Pardew, baby. They're not that stupid. I really wish they no, were. No, like, I no, hope no, they're, they're that stupid. stupid. I hope they are that stupid. If, if, if Alan Pardew showed up to Mile High Stadium and was hanging out with Stan Kroenke, I'd be like, yeah, the Colorado Rapids are exactly that dumb. They'll probably hire Alan Pardew and make Big Sam as assistant manager. No, like, no. Stan does not feel like spending that much money on the Colorado Rapids. True enough. Uh, well, anyway, so I think it's going to be Atlanta. I think they're going to they're going to hire big name yeah. replacements because that's how Mister Blank rolls. And like um, Will Parchman was saying on Twitter, this is beyond Atlanta and Portland. This is a wake up call to MLS's owners. <laughs> you want this league to be a particular way? Well, Atlanta has already decided it's going to be a different way. So has LAFC, and uh, I don't know where we go from here. But unfortunately. This is this is the path forward. You got to get those Martinez types. Who, by the way, was on a million this year, one point oh six, I think. Yeah, that's gonna be five next year. Yeah, he's definitely absolutely. Raise, absolutely. So it's it's not like Blank was spending like Zlatan money on these guys, but still, no, no, he was spending Zlatan money, but just putting it towards transfer fees. Like that's that's one of the important things to consider about how he's been investing. He's been going out and buying guys who make at least understandable salaries with the knowledge that if he spends on the transfer fee, he's going to get them for reasonable salary hits. I mean, as a Minnesota fan, this makes me feel so hopeless. Like, I don't know what to do now in my mind. Uh, Red Bulls, I mean, I guess that's the glimmer, right? We get an academy like the Red Bulls, and maybe 15 years from now, we're somebody, somebody. You look at the... Sporting Kansas City model and the New York Red Bulls model. Honestly, I'm hope for something in between. Look at the Portland model. Yeah, the Port- yeah, also Portland model. Yeah, like Portland- they didn't win. I mean, they got outclassed big time, man. Well, yeah, but if we're just saying we need to at least get to the point that we can get thrashed by Atlanta, like I, I want to get to the point where we make <laughs> MLS Cup final. Oh, then they kicked my ass in the most important day of my life. Okay. No, uh, but, all right. But, I mean, yeah, Pete Martinez is coming in, but they also signed uh, Barco last year. He's supposed to be this huge signing. He had sex with someone else's girlfriend on the team and has been thoroughly banished for, to the bench. And according to Jeff Ruder, is the most expensive victory cigar in MLS history. Oh, by the way, Andrew Carlton was given disciplinary action and, and not allowed to play in this game by Atlanta. Uh, reportedly, Snapchatting. Reportedly, Snapchatting that he was out partying the night before the MLS Cup, which takes big fucking balls, particularly when you're as young as Andrew Carlton. 17, or it, 17 18. It takes somebody understanding that he's not going to make the bench for MLS Cup final. I mean, but, if, still. Th- but that, that, if that's your attitude, like at 18, you know, what's that attitude going to be? I mean, he's going to be like Ronaldinho. He better start curling his hair. I wouldn't quickly. mind Ronaldinho on Minnesota United anyway. Ah, oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> I take him now. <laughs> no, yeah, not with his political leanings. But yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, a half day trade window was a half day trade bore. Uh, not nice much one. happened. Nice one, Notch. Nice one. Good. Yeah. Crossed Notch Zing. However, <laughs> I will say this: the best move in the half day trade window happened in my kitchen, where at ten fifteen in the morning, I decided, you know what, I'm hungry for a steak, so I took one out of the freezer, thawed it out in the sink cooked it and it was so fucking delicious that is not in our notes colin i don't know you're talking about and, and colin and trades <laughs> steak for 3 p.m shits instead of 7 p.m shits also when he starts saying the biggest move was in my i was like oh he's gonna talk about his pants he's gonna go with his pants then he went to meat but still i mean anyway i mean we still his pants yeah. anyway it was still my meat so zach mcmath is going McMath to vancouver leads. Why aren't we getting Zach McMath here? Because we're dumb and bad at our jobs. Because anyway, Marco Santos is really good at picking out talent. Next question. I mean, Zach McMath was like, I mean, he so obviously needed to get out of fucking Colorado. Anyway, I'm not going to go there. All right. Uh, Maxi already went to Montreal. Good for him. That's a hell of a salary dump by FC Dallas. Not a terrible pickup by uh, the impact with him and P.I.D. up front. We already had an off year this year. Very, very streaky. But if you didn't find this warming down, he'll be we pretty should, good. We should combine their names together like Piatti or Uruti. 
How about Matt's nachos? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Desha Akindele uh, is off to Orlando where he might be the next Wunderkind there, hopefully. Or he, he was just crash and burn like every other signing by Orlando Bakers. Yeah. Uh, next thing you know, Freddie Adu's starting his career there again. Um, anyway, uh, expansion draft, any, any predictions, bold or otherwise? Um, I don't think any Minnesota players will be taken. That's not a bold. I don't think that's a bold. I am though. surprised that you can both be so courageous and selfless in your prediction. I didn't even give a prediction, but okay. Um, I'm going to predict that Carter Manley gets picked. Because <clears throat> the right back that they've got coming in is Justin Hoyt, and he is slow as shit. <laughs> okay all right well uh we'll, we'll see what happens i think they'll probably pick nick de leon before that but uh we shall see we shall see de Leon's better on the left yeah but like i mean that didn't stop manny from playing uh, what's his face on the right a whole bunch last year anyway let's not even go there let's talk about our next segment which we call get low Let's get low and get to our wrap-up of U.S. Lower Leagues Soccer, which is usually provided by Nippon Chopra of Sock Digs. But in the off-season, we've given him a as-you-feel-it's-necessary sort of assignment on getting back to us on these. So he'll be with you. He'll be with us and you next week. So this week, it's up to us to report to you that, for example, uh, the Forward Madison had their supporters group. It's called The Flock. I thought that was pretty nice. Yeah. Um, NPSL had their owners meeting in Minneapolis. It involved, uh, noted, I think he's at least a nine digit millionaire, Dennis Crowley, getting drinks at the Cardinal Tavern. Really? And reveling at the fact that they do meat raffles, which was just mystifying to him, apparently. Huh. I mean, yeah, I guess it, it is if you're not from the Midwest, you know. Yeah. It is kind of odd to be giving away meat, you know. Perishable item. So you know. many dick jokes, brain can't function, must move this is on really, to the next topic. Every now and then we have one of those podcasts that just get filthy, and this is one <laughs> of them. Uh, USL did uh, release its schedule this week, so go check out your favorite lower leagues team's schedule, because you, you, uh, you might find what you're looking for there in terms of a road trip or perhaps a short drive if you're listening to us from a USL town. And... What else do we have to report from the U.S. Lower League Soccer? Yeah. You guys want to argue about Pro-Rel? No. no. You guys want to no. have an arbitrary rivalry between two supporters groups that have never seen their team play a game? Because that happened this morning on Twitter. It was fun to watch. Against, with who? Lansing Ignite, who proudly, whose, whose supporters, whose name I can't remember now, something army, something, something. Uh, they proudly proclaim in their description, supporters of the only professional team in Michigan, obviously trying to take off those Detroit guys. And then they were posting stuff with, I kid you not, the hashtag Daddy Garber is going to kill, like, for example, name NPSL team here. And so basically we've gone from the crazed fringe pro-rel front to now having a crazed fringe pro-MLS front. This is... Uh, Although, Lansing Ignite, I think we're also getting into it with Forward Madison over the fact that... Oh, they were. This 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 was the discussion that they oh, were having. Oh. And and somehow Detroit City got involved in there. I don't know how. I mean, to be fair, there are terrible people on both sides. Yeah. Both sides, fucks. Both sides are terrible. Terrible people <laughs> on both sides, let me tell you. Uh, anyway, my my impression is a little raspy. I have a little bit of a cold. So well, he is very scared right now. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, that that's something we could talk about with the U.S. lower leagues. You want to talk about the Cosmos just because? Oh, fuck them. Fuck the Cosmos. Who still, by the way, hold the U.S. record for the largest attendance at a champ- soccer championship game. Their game against the Rowdies, I believe, in 76. This is the one with like Beckenbauer and Pelé and all these guys. 76,000 people watched that one. So take that, Atlanta. Yeah. Fuck both of them. Yeah. Moral victories for the Cosmos, which I'm supposed to be happy about, I guess. Okay. All right. Well, uh, 
let's move speedily on to the next segment before we have more <laughs> awkwardly more more awkward silences uh this is a segment that we call for only another couple more weeks this is Let's get national and discuss the latest from the United States national teams. Uh, the women's national team had their draw for the World Cup in France this coming summer. Balls were taken out of pots. Um, the U.S. draws in. You broke producer Nick. See what you did. <laughs> you want that on your conscience? It's the future that feminism wants, Notch. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm never going to get to the Oscar. <laughs> uh, U.S. women drawn to Group F. They'll face Thailand, Chile, and Sweden. Um, all the games in northern France for the group stage makes it very easy to travel if you are one of those people that will be going. It seems like producer Nick is nodding in agreement. Um, they'll be playing in Rems for Thailand, Paris for Chile, and Le Havre for Sweden. Better, uh, better pack a little yellow jacket just in case some shit goes down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get in. You want to, you want to pass a pack a hornet? What? I don't. Never mind. <laughs> I I know. Yeah. Uh, speaking That's of yellow, joke, Nick. <laughs> speaking of yellow, uh, Greg Berhalter decided to go and pee on all his critics. <laughs> no, he didn't. What? I was going to make a cool reference and then I decided to go somewhere else with that. It didn't Clearly. work so well. Let's just move on. Greg okay. Berhalter needs to hydrate. Turn some water, Greg. God. Dude, I mean, you can afford it now. Like, U.S. soccer definitely has hydration specialists. And they pay well. Klinsman was getting paid until like last year or something. Anyway, Berhalter, Greg Berhalter has gone on a charm offensive according to the notes. Yeah, um, did a bunch of interviews, had a interesting press conference. Wait, yeah, wait. Actually, when Minnesota, interesting or normal English, interesting, uh, normal, interesting. Um, actually, I'm fairly certain that we even talked about this. It's that's different as opposed to that's interesting. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah. yeah. Okay. Keep keep going. What what about this press conference was actually intriguing to you? Um. So he actually went in depth. What sort of playing style they want to play? Um. A lot of balls winning. Are- Hopefully, but he did actually talk about, you know, ball circulation and <laughs> I'm not doing so well on ball circulation right now. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> That's right. Greg Berhalter of the United States national team said that the tactic is going to be just juggling your balls. <laughs> I mean, don't think oh. the men's national team, right? Oh, oh. okay. All right. Well, uh, with that, I think it's it's high time we took some took took a break. I think it's high time that we leave. Just yeah. end this podcast right here, right? I'm at tails and seven. No, 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 no. We got a whole other rest of our show coming up. So, <laughs> all right, just 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 go just take a break. This. Just go take a break. Back to We Call It Soccer, where we've stopped laughing and we can talk normally again. Yes, I can. Testicles. See? Nothing. Wow. Nothing. Was not expecting that. Steel trap of a mind. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to a segment that we call the Stiff Upper Leagues. What are you doing in England? Mind your own business. Stiff. See? Steel trap. <laughs> not going to go there this time myself, <laughs> sir. Oh, you're so mature. 
Ah, of course. Yeah. Well, uh, in the Stiff Upper League segment, we talk about English, about the English leagues where proper footy happens. And uh, midweek, there was a bunch of games. Uh, do we really need to talk about them? Um, Manchester United tied Arsenal 2-2. That happened. Yeah. Um, Rob holding out for the year with a torn ACL, which yep. sucks because he's actually been one of the best players for the team this year. Uh, Wolves, beat, Wolves beat Chelsea 2-1 midweek and Burnley lost to Liverpool. That Chelsea result, relevant, because if you listen to any sort of Premier League podcast after it, but before Chelsea's game this weekend, what you probably heard was, this doesn't bode so well for Manchester City playing Chelsea. They're probably going to get smashed. City going to hold on to the top. Liverpool, or poor <laughs> Liverpool, hitting their best form just as City are rocking every opponent. Turns out. Not so much. Because City lost to Chelsea. Yeah, they did. 2 nothing And... Two very unlikely goal scorers for Chelsea. Uh, no Alvar Morado in match 18. Olivier Giroud on the bench. Eden Hazard starting that false nine, which he doesn't like playing. But the goal scorers, Indola Tante and David Luiz. We'll also have to talk about Raheem Sterling, but I'd like to do it at the end of this segment. Yeah, so let's, yeah, let's, let's hold that for a segment, uh, for the end of the segment. And Liverpool playing Bournemouth. Winners 4 0. With, uh, again, a dire indictment of Mohamed Salah's <laughs> sophomore slump. Yeah, Jesus he's, Christ, he's, he's terrible nowadays. Yeah, well, he only scored three goals in this game, and really... The, f- the really? fuck is wrong with him? He should have scored seven. Why didn't he score seven? <laughs> the man gets the match of the... Uh, the player of the match trophy and refuses to take it. Instead, gives it over to our friend and your James Milner... For his 500 Our personal friend. Yep, of yep. course. I know him. I hang out with him every no, day. No, I, I can't accept it either. And 500th, uh, his, it was his 500th game. Pr- Premier League appearance. And yeah. That's cool, but I, I can't accept it. That is a killer James Milner impression. It really is. Can I have some Yorkshire tea? Manchester United playing Fulham, winning somehow. Uh, 4-1. Yeah, the fullbacks rampant in this game. Like, they played like Man United are supposed to play, apparently. And I wouldn't know because I was busy watching something else. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of which, Arsenal beat Huddersfield 1-0. This game was fucking garbage. Oh, my God. Terrera bicycle. What? Oh, my God. I wouldn't mind Minnesota United getting a defensive midfielder who can score bicycle kicks. Jesus Christ. Like, the dude's like 5'6". You should not be able to reach a bicycle kick. And yet he did, yeah. and it won, and and I am shocked that I didn't wake up the neighborhood. So now Caleb and producer Nick, y'all are pretty happy, huh? Like this is this is this is the thing dreams are made out of. Y'all are you know <laughs> flying in the clouds with your umbrella, making little kids that you're you know nannying feel good about themselves and life in general, dancing with Dick Van Dyke on roofs. Mary Poppins was a, Mary Poppins was a Strauser. I didn't know that. I mean, I, I should be proper for that. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy. I'm right gonna now. find every single one of those opportunities and break you nuts. Steel trap. Also, that was kind of offensive. So, anyway, keep going. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty happy with. I mean, Liverpool's best start in the Premier League season in their history. Um, the defense looks solid. Allison's amazing. Virgil Van Dijk has, is. The best defender in the in the lead, and also the like, rest of that time does their bit too. With, even though Joe Dumas is out, I love Rainer Matsu to step in. Our fullbacks have been fantastic with Robertson and uh, Trent Alexander Arnold. It's just you looked at this whole entire team front to back. You're like, I don't know where we can get even better at this point. Also, they yeah. had a picture of Jurgen Klopp playing with a dog that came out this week. Like, what the hell? He's the best. He's literally the best. And also, he, he's won he's won a lead with a team that wasn't supposed to win before. Uh, he won the lead with Dortmund in, in uh, Germany. Bayern had a monopoly on the German titles. And then he came in and broke the, the dynasty. And I think you're seeing that now with Man City and Pep Guardiola. With... Supposed to be, they're supposed to be a dynasty. They're supposed to be the best team in the league, and they just lost to Chelsea. And Liverpool is somewhat still being written off by most pundits in England. So, like, oh, they're, it's Liverpool. I mean, but they have the mental toughness. They have a coach that's been there before. It's not like last time when Brendan Rodgers had no idea what he was doing. Also, I don't know what his name was. I just said it, but I forgot it already. <laughs> <laughs> I think this team is more mentally tough. They're 
the loss in the Champions League final last year made them stronger. And I'm feeling optimistic, which shouldn't be how I feel as a Minnesota supporter and a Liverpool supporter. It feels very odd for me. Let's see what happens, man. Well, it's uh, time to talk about something a bit serious. <laughs> Raheem Sterling, during his game, getting racially abused on live television. The abuse coming through the mic, uh, which I will uh, refer you to Ian Wright's Twitter feed if you do want to go subject yourself to that. Um, I- I'd say it's worth the watch only just to, just to kind of show show you that it's it's not your stereotypical thing that you picture when you hear someone who's racially abusing you you see some guy with a skinhead a nazi tattoo um you know doing that sort of thing and it's a dude in a suit who could be passing by you on the street working next to you in the cubicle next door this isn't something that's kind of coming out of the blue it's it's deeply ingrained thing um that is going to take some effort to fight and Sterling after the game coming out and writing on Instagram about how players have been treated differently by the English tabloids based on whether they're black or white. And um, it's it's hard to argue. Sterling himself has been the subject of so much abuse. But in this case, he actually pointed to an example of two of his Manchester City teammates. So this is a problem that is rearing its ugly head in England in a big way week after week now. And Robbie Earl had a very passionate bit about it. Uh, on Premier League morning on NBC, so uh, that that was a heartbreaking thing to watch from Robbie Earl, somebody who has dedicated his the latter part of his career and his post career to fighting racism in the British leagues, basically saying something like this makes him feel as though he didn't do enough, that he had failed his his forebears. Which is obviously not true. That's, so not true. Yeah, he, but, he did the job. But what 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 it, what it is though, and I, I think he re, he really hit the nail on the head when he called it a cancer. Cancer requires constant treatment, and you're never really sure if it's gone. And that's the way it is. If you get complacent and you think like you know, I still remember Obama got elected the first time, and there were actually headlines that had the audacity to say we live in a post racial society. don't don't close your eyes to this stuff we're not busted it's it's i think there was a time in the in the mid 2000s through maybe even the early 2010s that we got complacent and we thought yeah it's all behind us everything's great now and we've learned just how wrong we were and the reaction to that has so far as i've seen not been kind of oh my god there's so much more work to do it's wow this is oppressive this anti-racism we can't deal with this anymore and that troubles me very much. And it comes down to those of us who don't like racism, who think that it's inherently a bad thing to keep speaking up when we do see it. So uh, kudos to Raheem Sterling for actually standing up and 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 coming out and just saying what needed to be said and starting a conversation. It's now up to us to continue it. Yeah, absolutely. And being a racist and a sports fan is the dumbest thing you can be. Being racist in general is the dumbest thing. But uh, you're cheering for a team... Especially in soccer, it's multicultural, and you're going to yell racist things at the other team just because they're the other team. I don't understand it, and I, it's there's really no logic. Stupid. There's no logic, and I, I'm a Liverpool fan. I'm not a fan of Raheem Sterling, but I respect him immensely for what he's gone through and what he's doing to push the, the narrative forward against racism. I'll just say this: I I got into soccer because it was the most multicultural sport I could find. I got into Arsenal because it was the most multicultural team I could find. To see this happen and to see sport and sporting banter and anger as the excuse for it, it it's it's bullshit. Yeah. All right, let's now move into a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about yet. Let's talk about a fun, uncontroversial topic in the Copa Libertadores final second <laughs> leg that was held at the Bernabeu, which, you know... Actually speaking, didn't have that much drama associated with it off the pitch. Uh, the game kind of happened. There wasn't any kind of major incident off the pitch. That was really good. Yeah, and I mean, there was basically like dinky town after the Gophers won a hockey title level riots in Buenos Aires. I love the dinky town there, that. I mean, that's uh, that, unfortunately, that's kind of par for the course for Super Classico. So, you know, I mean, people were happy. Like, what are you going to do? But um, happy riots are better than 
try and threaten the other I team riots. Riots are usually bad. They're just riots. But you know, let's let's uh Yeah. There's still legislation around this game going on. Boca have lodged an appeal saying that this game should never have taken place because it should have been forfeited and given to Boca. Anyway, the game ended Rover Play 3, Boca Juniors 1. Dario Benedetto's opening goal had maybe the best through ball that I've seen in ages. Nandez was just... That was a picture-perfect ball into Benedetto, and he was able to juggle around a defender... Get out on the break, score it. You thought this was going to be Boca's day, and and it wasn't. River coming back with two great goals, uh, Juan Quintero and Pity Martinez getting the winners. Remember back when Juan Quintero was supposed to be going to Chicago <laughs> Fire instead of River? He made the right choice. That was a thing that almost happened. Uh, he could have won the World Cup with Chicago. What's he winning now? Just like a regional trophy? Come on. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this game did happen. Uh, we should not, however, forget how weird it was to have this game not to be played in Argentina. Yeah. Um, Rory Smith, who writes some excellent stuff for the New York Times, um, his column about it was basically, this was like the Euro Disney of cup finals it it was weird it felt out of place it felt sanitized to the wrong direction it it was just everything that you couldn't want from a game of this magnitude yeah and sorry there we go okay you have more to say no. <clears throat> well, moving from the Copa Libertadores to La Liga, this time not very far, because uh, it was, you know, Madrid. But uh, we did see Atleti in Madrid beating Alaves 3-0. The fairy tale is over. No, no, it's it's not. They're, they're still doing really well. And Espanyol got beaten by Barcelona 4-0 in the Catalan derby. Ridiculous free kick by Lionel Messi. Go watch it. And you had Abar tie Levante for four, and uh, Minos Real Madrid uh, coming out with a great result, uh, beating Valencia. Uh, no, no Huesca, Huesca in the Copa del Rey one nil. Uh, who knew that was possible? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I, it's just great to see a team that's been not doing so hot. You know, re- re- relegation fodder coming out back on top. Yeah, even even getting an away win. I mean, yeah, that's that's just. That's I've, heard, I've heard that. Uh, I've heard that Disney already opted the rights for the season for Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, legal games postponed thanks to the aforementioned yellow vest riots slash protests slash whatever we want to call them this week, and Bundesliga, where things have gone a little topsy turvy, because uh, first of all, Dortmund beat Schalke two one to maintain their stranglehold up top. But then we had some odd results. Freiburg beating Red Bull Leipzig 3-0. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, Keith Costigan on Twitter making the point of there isn't a team called Red Bull Leipzig, guys. Come on, get it right. Sorry, buddy. That's what they're called colloquially. Like, you can call them Rosenball Sport Leipzig all you want. But, like, I mean, they're right there. They got the bulls on the shirt, dude. They're owned by the same ownership group that owns New York Red Bulls and Red Bull Salzburg. I mean, what do you think Derby stands for? Yeah, they they did that specifically because the Bundesliga told them not to, and, and like that was their cute way of saying Longball Sports. Yeah, you know when we say the loons, nobody's like oh, the loons. Call them Minnesota United, please. Uh, maybe Keith Costigan. I'm actually I said that every single time, but okay. no one listens to me. So that throws Leipzig down to let's see fourth. Yep, fourth and <laughs> third are Bayern Munich. Who again? Great to see a team that struggles do well against <laughs> you know smaller or larger side like Nuremberg. Bayern getting a three 0 win. I for one am really happy that Levy bodies actually were a good thing for once. Um, Lewandowski jumping ridiculously high up for the opening corner kick goal. Um, he added a second one, and Ribery forced a ricochet off the Nuremberg keeper. 
after he had already ricocheted it directly into Ribery's path. Maintaining their place in second by getting a win was Bruzia Mönchladbach, tips Fedora, uh, who got a 3-0 win against Stuttgart. Sorry, Shane. And uh, unfortunately, everyone's favorite former team coach by Niko Kovac, Eintracht Frankfurt, dropping points yet again by losing to Hertha Berlin. They are now, Frankfurt is, in fifth place. Uh, tied for points, actually, with uh, Hertha. One thing that we do need to mention, Werder Bremen, Josh Sargent scoring on his first touch. With Yeah, that's... Uh, it, I, mean, I mean, that's... Uh, in, the, in the game, right? I, I was hearing little train whistles in the background, like, choo-choo, choo-choo, hype train, choo-choo. So, yeah. A way to nip any jokes that Caleb was setting me up for in the bud. In the bud. Uh, with that steel <laughs> steel <laughs> trap steel <laughs> trap you guys alright no soccer things this week so turn to your favorite lunatics on twitter for your favorite conspiracy theories this time around uh, we'll be back <laughs> what you said you didn't have anything what that that was me coughing oh okay I'm at tails and seven seen on, on twitter also, 551. Also, thanks to Tartanus, on Lustless. As our theme music, you can find their stuff and their new EP called Four Songs on Tartanus, M N, M as in Minnesota, N as not M, dot bandcamp.com. That's a really complicated bandcamp address, just saying. Uh, you can find my uh, tweets over at the attachment. Uh, Bobby Warshaw thought that I was smart on Twitter today. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Um, you can find my writings that are apparently smart, according to Bobby Warshaw, at E Pluribus Lunum. You can find me at TWO United Fans. You can find our producer, Nick Rodriguez, and his views on soccer and politics at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. Tell your friends to listen to this podcast. We do appreciate having more listeners. They can subscribe, and you can too, this podcast and find podcast providers everywhere and with that we bid you adieu for another seven days see you next week everyone insert dick joke here Yeah.